Hello, and welcome to the Upgrade the World podcast. I'm your host, Josh, and in this episode, I'll be talking about Ethereum. In 2014, Vitalik Buterin, a Russian-Canadian programmer and co-founder of Bitcoin Magazine, published a white paper titled Ethereum, a next-generation smart contract and decentralized application platform that laid out a way to build decentralized applications. Ethereum can be most easily defined by two words, software, platform. Ethereum is a decentralized blockchain platform that establishes a peer-to-peer network that securely executes and verifies application code called smart contracts. Smart contracts are computer programs living on the Ethereum blockchain that allow participants to transact with each other without a trusted central authority. Smart contracts execute when triggered by a transaction from a user. Once a smart contract is published to Ethereum, it will be online and operational for as long as Ethereum exists. Not even the author can take it down. On July 30, 2015, the Ethereum network, which is a set of computers all over the world following a set of rules known as the Ethereum Protocol, was launched by Vitalik Buterin, Gavin Wood, Charles Hoskinson, Anthony DeLorio, and Joseph Lubin. The goal of Ethereum is to be a distributed world computer, hosting a wide variety of applications such as games, finance, and social media all on a single blockchain. Building on Bitcoin's innovation, Ethereum shares many of the same characteristics. If you've listened to episode 2, you'll recall the benefits of blockchain, such as removing the need for trustworthy intermediaries and creating one source of truth that is secure and tamper-resistant. If not, I recommend you listen to that episode as well as episode 3 where I cover Bitcoin to better understand the topics discussed in this episode. Similar to Bitcoin, Ethereum is powered by a blockchain. While both Bitcoin and Ethereum allow you to use digital money without the need for third parties, Ethereum is programmable, allowing people to build and deploy decentralized applications, or dApps, and even create organizations on its network. In 2016, the Decentralized Autonomous Organization, a set of smart contracts developed on Ethereum intended to act as an investor-directed venture capital firm, raised $150 million of ETH. Ethereum's native token, to crowdfund the project. In June of that year, a loophole in the smart contracts was exploited by an unknown hacker and $60 million worth of ETH was stolen. To address the hack, Vitalik proposed and implemented a hard fork of the Ethereum blockchain despite controversy and disagreement from the community. While the hard fork was voted in favor by an 85% majority of voters, not all users were aware a vote was happening so the turnout was extremely low, and the vote didn't include all participants of the system. Some Ethereum users disagreed with the idea of arbitrarily changing the blockchain, which is supposed to be immutable, refused to accept the hard fork, and continued to support the original Ethereum blockchain, which is now known as Ethereum Classic. The Ethereum blockchain was rewritten to exclude the transactions which had paid out to the hacker. Most Ethereum users followed this blockchain, which became the Ethereum we know today. Since then, the Ethereum community has adopted a policy of not intervening in the case of bugs or lost funds in an effort to maintain the credibility of the network. Ethereum and its source code are not controlled by any particular entity. The Ethereum network is made up of connected computers called nodes that run software that follows the Ethereum protocol, 
Anyone can run a node, and anyone can suggest changes to the protocol and discuss upgrades. Changes are proposed via Ethereum Requests for Comments, or ERCs. Two popular ERCs are ERC20, which is the most widely used token standard and is used to create fungible tokens like Tether, BNB, and USDC, and ERC721, which is the standard for creating non-fungible tokens like those discussed in the previous episode of this podcast. Ethereum's embedded computer, known as the Ethereum Virtual Machine, or EVM, is the runtime environment for transactions executed on the Ethereum network. Currently, Ethereum can process about 15 to 20 transactions per second. However, there is a cost for this computation, and the cost is paid using Ethereum's native cryptocurrency called Ether, abbreviated ETH, and pronounced ETH. A user needs at least a small amount of ETH to use the network. The smallest denomination of ETH is the WAY, which is one quintillionth of an ETH. A gigaway or GWAY, is one billionth of one ETH, and is the most commonly used unit because it is easier to specify gas prices. Gas is the term used in the Ethereum network for transaction power. For a transaction to occur, a user needs to give it some gas, which are fees that are used to pay for the computing energy needed to process and validate transactions on the blockchain. The transaction fee depends on the amount of gas needed for the computation and the gas unit cost, which is based on two variables, the base fee and the tip. To regulate network traffic, the base fee is determined dynamically by the size of the last process block. If the previous block is larger than the target block size of 15 million operations, the network is busy and so the base fee increases. This continues until the network congestion decreases or until the block limit of 30 million operations is reached. The amount by which the base fee is adjusted up or down is proportional to how far the current block size is from the target. The tip is a way for users to pay for priority processing. A user's higher tip can make it more likely that their transaction will get into the next block. A standard ETH transfer requires a gas limit of 21,000 units of gas, but this number will increase for other types of transactions depending on the complexity of the computational power required. The gas limit refers to the maximum amount of gas a user is willing to consume on a transaction. If the gas limit is set too low, the EVM will use up all of the gas limit but will not have enough to complete the transaction, so the changes will be reverted, but at that point the gas has been used up. If the gas limit is too high, the user gets refunded for the gas limit amount that was unused by the EVM. It's important to note that unlike Bitcoin, which is capped at 21 million, there is no such limit for the amount of ETH that can be issued. Ethereum's monetary policy, or how ETH is issued into circulation, is ultimately decided by the Ethereum community along with its governance process. However, the two main factors at play are issuance, that is the creation of tokens that didn't previously exist, and burn, which is destroying ETH that is currently in circulation. ETH is issued in a precise manner according to the protocol, but only to stakers who secure the network. To participate in securing the Ethereum network, an entity has to stake 32 ETH as a security deposit. Stakers are issued approximately 1,700 ETH per day, based on about 14 million total ETH staked. 
the exact staking issuance fluctuates based on the total amount of ETH that is staked. After a block is created, the base fee is burned. As there is more demand and increased base fees, more ETH is burned, allowing ETH to experience deflationary periods. At the time of this recording, one ETH is valued at $1,614. The total supply of ETH is 120,220,067 ETH. According to the Ethereum.org website, today there are over 4,000 projects built on Ethereum, with 53.3 million smart contracts, more than 96 million accounts with an ETH balance, and just over a million transactions executed per day. In July 2022, Vitalik presented future plans for Ethereum at the Ethereum Community Conference. The updates included an upgrade called The Merge, which was later completed on September 15, 2022, transitioning Ethereum from a proof-of-work consensus mechanism like Bitcoin uses to proof-of-stake, reducing the energy consumption needed to secure Ethereum by 99.95%. Additional upgrades planned include The Surge, which will implement 64 mini-blockchains or shards for scalability, the Verge upgrade that will improve efficiency by introducing vertical trees, the Purge, which will reduce storage requirements, and the Splurge upgrade, which will enhance resistance to quantum computing attacks. Once completed, these updates will address speed, scalability, and cost issues, making Ethereum more efficient and capable of processing 100,000 transactions per second. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep upgrading.